Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Danny put forth a updated big red board concerning the offensive line, and I got to admit, it's starting to look pretty good. Well, it is. They've already got three really good ones on board. I mean, and you know, Ian Gerfard, if it doesn't work out on defensive line, he's six six. What was he six six three fifty? Just yeah, <laughs> massive human being. Yeah. Um, yeah. It could always, you know, you always got a guy that could move over to that side. I guess that's a good thing about recruiting these big defensive linemen, too, because you got, um, you know, Steven Johnson also, who's 6'3", uh, 330. Um, so, yeah, things are things are looking good on the offensive line. But what's what's new? I mean, they've, they've been recruiting since Pittman got to Arkansas. They've been recruiting lights out on the offensive line. I think, Trey, it would um, cause a default of a – Oh, ordinary calculator, if you just started going down and you figured up the averages, uh, Luke Jones, he's such a small guy, 6'5", yeah. 327. Ricky huh. Stromberg, now he's a shrimp, 6'4", 318. Well, I guess Bo Limmer's a shrimp. Uh, he's 6'5", 300. Uh, let's get into some big guys. Jalen St. John, 6'5", 334. Terry Wells, oh gosh, he's only 6'5", 297. Uh, Devon Manuel, uh, still showing him at 366 pounds at 6'9". Emarion Harris, 6'7", 362, just to name a few. I mean, these are yeah. some huge young men. Yeah, and some of them have dropped weight, and that's, you know, like uh, Marion, I think he was down to – wasn't he down to like 330 or something? Danny had an article recently. Maybe not quite that low, uh, but he, he had dropped a significant. Think, yeah. yeah, he had dropped a, a good bit of weight, and uh, so had uh, Devon Manuel had dropped a good bit of weight. And, you know, you look at the guys coming in, you know, Joey Sua out of Bentonville, who's 6'4", 320, Luke Brown, 6'5", 300, and that's actually a weight from like a year ago so that might have changed that's from a, a camp a year ago it's a verified weight and then paris patterson who jumped on board just recently six six three forty five um and then you know you you look at uh, the guys that they're in on danny's got them hot on vison lang who's six five three thirty i mean it's <laughs> it's just that's that's how they want them now and we talked a good bit the other day just about you know bringing these guys in so a lot of them are super heavy, and, you know, you drop their weight, and that's got to make you feel better, lighter on your feet versus, you know, just packing on a bunch of weight. So uh, that seems to be the strategy they're using. It's going to be an interesting few years on the offensive line in the future. Uh, you know, these guys that they've got now are all very good players. Um, you know, I think we've said, or I have before, that you know, or last year I felt like they would be better than half the opponents they play. This year I think it'll be, um, you know, maybe more like three-quarters of the opponents that they play. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see this next group behind them 
when they start emerging, when they start taking over starting jobs and these guys move out because they are some really, really massive, massive people. This was from the Atlantic, uh, the website Atlant- uh, Athletic, I'm sorry, Athletic. not Atlantic, uh-huh. Athletic. Right. And uh, the headline, Sam Pittman, uh, Sam Pittman puts Arkansas football back on the map. How high can the Razorbacks fly? Ooh, isn't that and a good this... question? What is it? What's the answer? What do you think? How high can they fly? Yeah. I, I, I I've said before, I, I, I'm not counting out 10 wins for a regular mm. season. That would be amazing. That'd it would be, be amazing. an amazing season. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say nine wins to keep it kind of conservative, and then you can say give or take from there. Things have to fall right. Obviously, you got to get lucky here and there. You lose some close ones, you win some close ones. You just need to win more close ones than you lose. Uh, but I don't know. I look at the stretch. I, I think it's it, it gets real difficult when you're looking at Texas A&M, Alabama, Mississippi State on the road, uh, and then that BYU game. I think that is the four-game stretch that could really define a lot of things about whether this team has a good season because I think they're going to have a good season or if they have a great season, how they handle those four games. Because then it's a bye week, um, and if memory serves, you get Auburn right after that. And that's a stretch with Auburn, Liberty, LSU, Missouri, uh, those teams. And I think Arkansas should win all of those just based on what we see right now with the preseason and just kind of the stuff going on behind the scenes. It might be better to catch LSU earlier in the year than later in the year when they've had some time to develop some some cohesion and so because there is so much turnover Auburn seems like you know just so much turmoil in the offseason and just kind of a, a mass exodus of losing um, key contributors from last year to, to transfer um, and then I just I just don't have a lot of confidence in in Missouri I just I just think Arkansas has got a better program but I think that every year even when Chad Morris was at Arkansas and they and uh, they still figured out a way to to get them but uh yeah I, I think that it's a tough schedule but I, I still like arkansas to win nine and we'll say give or take depending on how the ball bounces i guess you were not on when someone called i think casey called in yesterday and said that uh, on the paul feinbaum show they had revised the uh, updated the win total predictions for Arkansas, and I guess the rest of the SEC. But had Arkansas at what six and a half, Rick? Isn't that what? Yes. That what Casey said? That's right. For the up and down, uh, either you can bet either up or below that. Yeah. Yeah. Six and a half. Amazing, isn't it? Man, I'd take above that all day. I just don't know what what people are looking at. Uh, I mean, when you look at what they have returning. It's, I think it's pretty impressive overall. It feels, I said this before, when I went and watched them in the spring, it felt like they just picked right up from the bowl practices, like they'd never stopped. Um, I, I feel like it's a really big team, a really big team, a fast team. I feel like it's got a lot. Now, they've got deficiencies here and there, like everybody's going to have in the 85 scholarship age. You know, there's questions on the defensive interior, I think, you know, depth at linebacker. Um, you know, who's going to step up for Traylon Burks, but I think they've got some good possibilities at most of those spots. Everybody's got questions here and there, you know, even Alabama, even Georgia. 
But uh, I think that Arkansas has got a real shot to have a really good team, and I would take the over on that six and a half all day, every day. I'll let you answer this one then, uh, kind of on that line of thinking, Trey, from the uh, gridiron chick from our Asher Record Service Company Life in Feedback. She says, Trey, while a 10-win season would be fantastic, why do you think other sports media outlets are predicting Arkansas to win only six games this season? Is it just a lack of respect or something else? No, that's exactly what it is. Um, everybody looks at the schedule, and I love what Josh Pate said about it. Arkansas doesn't play a schedule. They play one game a week. But everybody <laughs> looks at that schedule and pits them against the schedule every week, you know. Um, but it's just one team that they have to face. And, you know, just the idea of what Arkansas has been in the past, I mean, that's that's still going to seep in everybody's mind. Yeah, you had one good year. Let's see two, you know. Um, just those factors. And I think when you look at it on paper real quick, uh, Arkansas is shown as having nine returning starters total. And that doesn't that just doesn't feel right. I, I don't know why. That It just seems like a very veteran team. I think part of that is some of the transfers, like, you know, getting Latavius Brainy, Dwight McLaughlin, um, Drew Sanders, Jaden Hazelwood, Landon Jackson, Jordan Dominic, Terry Hampton. You know, all those guys are good, you know, players that are going to play a key role in this team, I think. But I think that they have enough of the key pieces that they're going to be – I think they're going to be pretty strong on defense. You also get Jalen Catalan back, who, um, you know, is up there among the best players in, on defense in the, in the entire conference. And we didn't really see Jalen Catalan last year, not the real Jalen Catalan. We might have saw him for a couple of games, but he was injured right from the get-go and then broke his hand on top of it. So, to me, I think it's just an overall lack of respect for Arkansas, and a lot of that is warranted. I mean, Arkansas hasn't done itself a lot of favors the past several years. Now, things have changed, but I think there's just the question of will it stick? And... I think there's a lot of reasons to think it will, at least for another year, just looking at what they have coming back. Uh, I heard someone today, I'm not sure what organization they were from, but they were p- predicting somewhere around the same number between eight and ten victories for Arkansas. And uh, I agree with you, Trey. The, uh, is Arkansas Has Arkansas reached the point, though, Heaven forbid, but you got to go ahead and say it, uh, where they can move past an injury. We always said, you got to be able to say next. Got to be able to say yep. next. That's that's what no the question. premier programs can do. They can say next. Has Arkansas reached that point, Trey? You feel like Arkansas can say next? No, not across the board. Not across the board, they can't. Now, on the offensive line, I think that there's definitely some possibilities where they could say, okay, Let's bring this next guy in with minimal drop-off, from, especially from a talent standpoint. Um, you know, quarterback, if you lose K.J. Jefferson, even for any amount of time, that could be really bad. That could be bad. Uh, so maybe that's a factor that you have to consider because he is a guy that can run and he has to co- had to come out of some games. But um, if something were to happen there, then, you know, you don't even want to think about it. That, that could absolutely throw a wrench in Arkansas's plans. Where do they go from there? Do you you move Malik Hornsby, you know, and let him go as the top quarterback? I think that's probably what you'd end up doing, or maybe having some kind of two-headed system. But um, that could that could be really be one thing that would be um, 
I don't want to say catastrophic, but that could really put Arkansas in a situation where they might be battling to get in a bowl. Quarterback is so important, and that's one reason, you know, that it is a little surprising to see um, Arkansas's over-under win total at, at six and a half. I mean, you know, maybe because they're they're not able to say next. I don't know, but um, at every spot. But at, at a lot of spots they can. You know, I think defensive end, I think that's going to be a strong area. Now, they may not rack up a ton of sacks. That's largely because they use a three-two-six defense. Uh, but I think that they've got some talent at those spots. Um, you know, linebacker would be another question. I think secondary and at, at, at safety and corner, I think that they probably could could do that and get by. Um, I mentioned offensive line. You know, tight end would be thin, but, you know, it could depend on how Nathan Bax and Tyrus Washington come along, but that could be a kind of a thin spot. And then overall at wide receiver, uh, I think that they've got – they don't have most likely – we'll see what Jaden Hazelwood's all about, but they don't have most likely the cream at the top that they had with Burks. But throughout, I like this wide receiver group better from an overall depth standpoint, you know, the first guy to the last guy uh, versus last year. And, it, and that's even true. I shouldn't say the first, but the second to the last guy maybe. Um, but that's also true, you know, two through four. I think that they've got a better receiving core men two through four than they had last year also. Can you see Arkansas uh, – this was one of the things that was pointed out in the article by Sam Pittman. Uh, he wanted – and he wants to be multiple defensively. Do you see that as a greater possibility than certainly what it was a year ago? Well, I think losing Torian Carter hurts hurts that, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, I mentioned there's depth at defensive end, and one reason that there's depth at defensive end is because of Eric Gregory, who goes 6'4", 305. If you wanted to run a four-man front, you could absolutely move him inside. You know, Landon Jackson may be another guy you talk about like that, 6'7", almost 280. You know, he could be another guy, especially third and long situations if you wanted to to run four down linemen to get a a pass rush from up front. Um, He could be another guy like that. So can they be multiple more? I think we could possibly see also um, maybe some – 3-3 3-3 stuff with uh, Drew Sanders lined up as an edge guy at times. Uh, they certainly worked on that a little bit in the spring, so we could maybe see that. But uh, I think a lot could depend on how big of a jump does Cameron Ball make? How much improvement does Marcus Miller make? You know, he's been on campus a while. We're kind of, you know, waiting for him for a while now to, uh, to, to emerge, and he's had some injury stuff too. But Terry Joseph, is he going to make an impact out of the junior college ranks? Is Terry Hampton... Um, I think I said Terry Joseph, but uh, but Terry Hampton is he going to make an impact? You know, out of the transfer portal in the interior. So I think a lot kind of comes down to to that. And then of course, how healthy did they stay? You got to have a little bit of luck on your side too. A name I've been meaning to ask you about, and I think we've just kind of passed over uh, when talking about the possible replacements for Burke is an, another transfer from Toledo who began his career at Georgia, and that's Matt Landers. What do you know about Matt Landers, Trey? Well, he catches the long ball. That's, I think, one reason that they were intrigued with him, uh, you know, to help supplement for the loss of Traylon Burks. 
What did he average, like 25 yards a catch or something last year at Toledo? Averaged quite a bit. I mean, he's a big, tall receiver at 6'5". Um, and, yeah, he's kind of almost forgotten. He was kind of a later addition and, you know, a guy that we haven't talked about a whole lot mm-hmm. uh, that could help him, you know. And, you know, you got to throw Malik Hornsby into that mix too at wide receiver is a guy that maybe doesn't get talked about a whole lot who could really have a significant impact. Uh, but Landers, I would expect him to – be a guy that you could throw 50-50 balls to and hopefully pull them down and, um, you know, catch deep passes. That seems to be what his forte has been. Because I'm looking at the um, – I'm not sure at what stage. I don't have this dated on the depth chart. And Warren um, – I'm sorry. Uh, Landers is not on here at that, at that particular – but he didn't go through spring ball. And uh, this was – uh, the ones who participated in spring, but uh, just nothing's been said about him per se. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering really where he would fit in. I know that um, uh, there was an article the other day talking about Keytron Jackson. I mean, is he going to be the step-up guy? Of course, I've been, I've been singing the praises for quite a bit for Isaiah Satania, and I, I do believe he can be. Sort of yeah. an impact player, and I know the odds are against him as a true freshman. And even yeah. he can run behind <laughs> everybody and catch a pass. Boy, can he play. A freshman can do that. And I mean, by the I, way, just to correct myself, i got to correct myself. Taylor Lewis is the junior college defensive tackle. I said Terry Joseph. But Taylor Lewis. Well, I do believe that uh, Casey Dick and Favre tried every way imaginable they could to get the ball to Satania. And i got to believe there's going to be some – uh, creativity on behalf of of Arkansas this year, the same way to get the ball into his hands. Yeah. Um, I think absolutely he'll make an impact. I think you said he was going to be the the biggest impact newcomer, though, Randy. You That's still mine. That? He has. That's he mine. Sure has. That's what he says. Okay. That's mine. I'm sticking he with is. it. Now remember, the guy from Oklahoma is a newcomer, and he was a five right. star. So you're saying he's going to make a big. We went down. We went him, down right? this road. We had this yeah. conversation, okay. Rick. Uh, Rick. All right. Okay. You were involved in it. <laughs> I probably said the same thing then that I just said now. You know. It is. It is. It is a very similar take from you. You kind of chimed can, in with that, and then we went back yeah. and forth. Randy stuck to his guns. Yeah, that's right. See, I can remember details of the '65 <laughs> Texas game, but I can't remember what I said yesterday on the radio. So. <laughs> I just know that what I've watched during the high school season, I realized that's not the SEC, but this kid is dynamic. And, mm-hmm. um, he's I just fast. Got a lot of, that's what yeah, you got in the SEC. You got to have very fast, fast players. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's got a lot of track ability jumping as well. Speaking of, is he going to run track? Has there been any talk of that? I don't know if he will. I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, he is pretty elite when it comes to, uh, especially some of the jumping events like the hurdles and stuff. I mean, he's long jump. I mean, I, I could see that as a possibility. He'd only miss spring, you know, a little bit of spring ball, wouldn't he? Or he could do, you know, part of the season or something. I don't know. But, I mean, his mother was an Olympic sprinter and his father was a head track coach at Texas and an assistant in Arkansas. So it's in his blood. All right, let's get to Stanley real quick before we run out of time. Stanley, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yes, sir. Uh, 
don't you think Sanders as a receiver is going to be a breakout year for him? Uh, hang on, listen. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know who he's talking. Is he talking about Rocket Sanders? Rocket Sanders? But he's, he's not playing back. Receiver. And then you're thinking about Drew Sanders, the linebacker. But he said wide receiver. So yeah. must be thinking about Rocket. Maybe, Rocket but he's, he's a running back, and he had a really good year right. last year. Any other Sanders? Maybe, maybe about, they're going to throw more out of the backfield. How about Colonel Sanders? Is he coming? I think what he might have done is meant to say Jaden Hazelwood and confused it with uh, another transfer. I think you're probably right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. No, he's talking about Isaiah Satania. By the way, uh, Barrett Salee, is that how you say his name? Yeah. On CBS Sports, he ranked the uh, SEC coaches going into the 2022 season. And, uh, I bet Sam moved up this time from so, last year. What I'll just simply say he's number seven. Yeah. What Sam was he did. last year? Twelve, probably. At least, if not thirteen. Yeah. And maybe next year he'll be number two. Yeah. Who knows? Or three. Maybe three. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That's straight media of hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company.